0: Hi there, and welcome to PodRocket, a podcast brought to you by LogRocket. LogRocket helps software teams improve user experience with session replay, error tracking, and product analytics. Try it for free at logrocket.com today. My name is Paul, and joined with us is Greg Brumble. Greg is a software engineer over at Cloudflare. He's working on the Cloudflare Pages team over in the Emerging Technologies and Incubation Department. So we're going to be talking about a whole myriad of topics. There's been a lot going on over the Cloudflare world. Of course, we're going to be talking about pages because Greg's coming to give us what we want to know about the latest updates on Cloudflare pages, but we're also going to be getting into everything that got announced over the week. So we're going to be talking about AI, we're going to be talking about smart placement, unifying workers in pages, web apps, Quick Edit, Wrangler 3, there's a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Let's just pick one off the pile if we could. Modernizing the toolbox, there's a whole bunch of updates and that kind of come under this umbrella.
1: Last week was our Developer Week 2023, and we have these sort of innovation weeks, we call them, throughout the year, and try and group together a bunch of announcements that make sense under a single concept. So yeah, last week is one of the big ones for certainly my team, obviously being focused towards developers. A lot of the features and things that we release gets to come under this umbrella of Developer Week. The Pages team, we look after this product, which is mostly just about giving people an easy on-ramp into the Cloudflare developer platform for when they want to deploy full-stack web apps. And part of what that is, is, a Git integration. So we have integrations with GitHub, we GitLab, and we will look for any code changes that you're making and stuff, and then we will deploy that to our network for you. So if I'm wanting to deploy gregbremble.com, I have a repo in GitHub, make some change, we pick up those changes, build your site, and then deploy it. So the whole idea is that it's a very seamless experience. It's supposed to be very slick. But one of the problems that we were facing was we had this antiquated and very monolithic build environment. So one of the announcements we were making last week was this modernizing this toolbox, this build system that we were using. So there's a bunch of user-facing stuff to that. Like we've updated just a bunch of the defaults and the tools that come inside the environment, all the classic stuff you would expect, like Node and Python being updated to their latest versions. But then we've also done a whole bunch of work behind the scenes and really broke up this monolithic thing. So hopefully it's easier to keep on top of. So we continue to update this in the future, but also to set the stage for some of the more exciting announcements, which we also at least talked about in developer week. We can absolutely dig into some of the technical if you're interested in this particular blog post I wrote about this, the build image and all the behind the scenes stuff, or we can move on to the next one, wherever you like.
0: Greg, I'm selfishly interested in one peculiar thing because the Node upgrade that you're giving to the Pages environment is profound. And we're talking about Jamstack here just to paint the picture for everybody listening. These are Jamstack deployments. Yes. Gotcha. You're going from Node, was it 12 before?
1: Yeah, so this is just the build environment that we give you. So let's say you had a Gatsby website or something. And when you were running Gatsby build, it's using a bunch of Node APIs to read all the source files that you had, and then produce what is essentially just the static assets, the JAMstack part of your site. We launched Cloudflare Pages, I think, just over two years ago now. And at that time, we were just using tools when they came out. So it was like Node 12 and Python 2. And we hadn't updated any of those until now. So people were stuck on some of the older versions and there's obviously a lot of pain there if you were just deploying a brand new project. Sometimes you needed some of those latest tools and it was either a hassle to configure yourself or straight up impossible in a couple of situations. Like I say, we sort of revamped this environment and there's now a V2 beta that you can opt into. We will be rolling that out to general availability pretty shortly. And yeah, it comes with these new versions. So hopefully more projects just work out of the box. If you just find something you like on GitHub or whatever, and it's just a good foundation for people building projects today.
0: Because we went from uh, node 12 to the current version 18 right now. And so there's a whole slew of other just out of the box APIs that are available to folks. Do you have to do any considerations being like a platform infrastructure team thinking about how are my users going to be What are they going to be building and running now that they can do this? Like, for example, Fetch, like that's in Node now. Is that a consideration that you have to go over with the team and think about? Or is it just like,
1: it is what it is and it's going to be fine? For the most part, it's relatively simple. These are just the defaults, so they have been generally configurable for people if they needed like 16 before or whatever, they could set that. The jump to 18 was a bit of a stretch just because there was some underlying operating system stuff that had to happen. But now that we've done that, we're in a pretty good place. And like I say, we broke it up. There's even more isolation between the system tooling that runs in this place in our build environment and the user space. So that will allow us to let you do whatever it is you want inside this build system, knowing that you're in a well-protected and isolated environment without interfering with anything that we're doing on our side. And so hopefully you'll get even more control as to what you want to do in your build environment. It opens the door for a lot of things in the future. Like one thing we've even been thinking about is not only perhaps providing you with like newer versions v3, v4 further down the line, but maybe even offering users the ability to just bring their own Docker image and they can just run whatever it is they want in their build. So that's only going to be possible with this new architecture that we've been building. Um, I'm not committing to that yet, but it's the sort of thing that we're thinking about, as well as just the additional features that this sort of breakup gives us. So we can now like cache on either side of this image. Right. Yeah, we're starting to build that out, and hopefully that will be
0: available. That's exciting news. You're going to give Google Cloud Platform a run for their money if people can just spin up arbitrary Docker containers.
1: We'll see. Like this is all the build level stuff. So at runtime, we're still using workers, we're still using V8. And that has constraints because we want to be able to run this with just ridiculous scale. So you're not getting all of these container environments at the edge. This is just the one-off build that happens when we like detect a Git event. But for sure, you're going to get a lot more power in that build system.
0: You could even support BuildX and throw in your own sauce, if people can bring in their own build pipeline.
1: For sure. There's a lot that's possible, so we're going to need to, but yeah, excited to explore in the future.
0: If people want to run their own processes, their own business logic, another product people reach for common is Cloudflare Workers. I'm a personal fan myself. Like, it's really easy to spin things up, spin things down, and I know there's a lot that came out during the week related specifically to workers, but there's something that we might as well use to transition now about unifying workers and pages and how they're now almost a synergetic piece of technologies. So how are workers and pages helping each other now in a way that maybe they were kind of siloed before?
1: That's a great way of putting it. They were siloed before. So workers came around first. I forget exactly when that was released, maybe, I don't know, 2016, 17 terabytes. And pages, like I say, is only two years it's been available. So We sort of developed these pieces independently, and Pages was really focused on Jamstack to start with, and Workers was really focused on like compute at the edge. But we've realized that with a lot of the modern full-stack frameworks that's out in the ecosystem now, things like Remix, Quick, SvelteKit, the lines between what a Jamstack app was and what like compute at the edge means have become so blurred that people were able to use Workers and deploy full stack apps that rendered at the edge. So you were able to get a really dynamic app that was really very capable and put it on our platform, which was just awesome to see. So we built Pages Functions, and I think that was maybe a year and a half that's been out now. And that was just a way to deploy a worker with your Pages app. But obviously now we're in a place where Pages and workers have very similar capabilities. We want to unify them bring them together so that there's less confusion, so that a user doesn't need to answer the question of which product should I use to get started when I want to deploy something to Cloudflare. And we're starting with just this sort of unification of our UI, just so that your workers and pages are listed all in one place. But we're going to be bringing a much more comprehensive unification behind the scenes so that ultimately they will just be an application and that's what you deploy to Cloudflare. And yeah, I think it's going to really open the doors. It's going to bring features that are currently missing in Pages to like the projects that we have today. And Workers is going to get things like the static asset hosting that Pages has. So it's going to be really powerful for developers. And we're really excited to get started with this. It's going to be a long process, but it's going to be worth it in the long term. Out of that long process, where are we right now? So internally, we've completed stage zero, which was the UI unification. I think it's going to be like multi-quarter effort. I don't think this is going to be close to done, even like at the start of 2024. But a lot of the team are going to Austin next week just for a team offsite. And we're going to be thinking about this pretty much nonstop (laughs) during that time, doing lots of whiteboarding sessions and stuff and really figuring out what the concepts are, what all the features are, where they make sense in this sort of, information architecture so looking forward to that week and figuring this all out but we're obviously already have some ideas and we'll just be implementing them over the months to come before we go into what
0: is smart placement we're talking about placing things smartly (laughs) close to each other so what are we placing
1: like i say people have been deploying really capable full stack apps to cloudflare and to date they've been running at the edge But we realize, although that's really great for a lot of apps because you're able to quickly respond to users and they only need to connect to their nearest data center to be able to be able to render the page, it doesn't work for absolutely every type of app. If you've got a reliance on some third party that isn't as global as Cloudflare, let's say you've got a database in the States and you've got visitors in London. It's a
0: classic example, your database. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you've got a database in the States and your visitors in London, if you need to have a noisy conversation with your database in order to render your page, let's say you've got like your users table and a list of all of their, I don't know, events that they're attending, something like that. And you maybe need to join like multiple times across the table or whatever. In order to do that, if you were rendering in London, you would need to have multiple requests back and forth over the ocean with your database. And so you're obviously paying a big penalty for that. What smart placement does is it moves your app to where we detect the lowest latency location to be in this case, we would move it to the next year database in America. And then we would render the app there and deliver the final result to the user. So that means you only incur that penalty of going across the ocean once, which is obviously much improved. And smart placement is exactly that. One of those features that makes sense in a unified workers and pages um, land. So it's available today for workers and pages. You can go and turn it on. And it's a pretty powerful, like I say, if you've got a localized database or any sort of dependence on some other service, like maybe... I don't know, some API you're integrating with or something like that. You can't control where they run. So we will move to wherever they are just to optimize it for you. And like I say, it's smart. So you just click a button and we'll automatically detect it and move it for you.
0: Does it keep track of history? I would assume of here's
1: where I've been, here's how it went. It's a heuristic thing. So we look at the connections that your worker is making and then see where they're going to. And over time, we're going to, like try it out in a bunch of different places, and then realize, oh yeah, this is the optimal location, so this is where we're going to move it. And we're only going to make that move if we see an actual benefit coming from it. We're doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes to work it out, but then also we're going to show you in analytics in the dashboard. I don't think it's ready quite yet, but it will be coming, so that you can see the effect that this is having, and like why we chose to make that decision, and where it's now running instead. seems
0: like Cloudflare is really gearing itself for the full stack experience here. Like your products are feeling more blended and synergetic than they really ever have been before. Like if you can use these and then Cloudflare pages and workers and then move them around, I could make a whole web app. whole application.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So you guys are definitely moving in that direction, you'd say?
1: Yeah. Over the past few years, the focus has been on developing all these fundamental pieces. Like we figured out compute, we figured out asset serving, we figured out, I don't know, like all the various products, like object storage, D1 databases. So we figured out all these primitives Mm -hmm. and launched all these products under the umbrella of the developer platform, but kind of in isolation. And now that we have all of the building blocks, we're in a place of okay, yeah, how can we make it so that developers are very productive when deploying to our platform and so that they can just bring together all these pieces to deploy one app. Would you say that you're really making Cloudflare well suited to
0: make a web app today if somebody wanted to come deploy a full stack like you mentioned D1, that's another great example, like that's a distributed database. So we use like the central Database in the United States, as an example, you have to go across the ocean and call home to your user data, but you could use D1 to sort of distribute that, and that's something Cloudflare just offers out of the box.
1: Yeah, so we have multiple different data type data stores. So we have D1 durable objects, KV, and R2 are the four ones that we offer today. R2s are object store, KVs are key value store, durable objects are very difficult to describe they're like a point of synchronicity so that you're able to for example like manage if you were selling tickets to an event you could guarantee that there's only ever like one sale of that particular ticket so you don't double book yourself or whatever and then d1 is our sql database d1 at the moment has single primaries but what we're working on is replication for making it faster reads available more globally so D1 is still, I think it's just gone beta with the developer week. And with that, there was a bunch of improvements made to really speed up the underlying like engine. But I think read replicas is next on the list. Like we say, part of these global primitives that you really need when building really powerful apps.
0: Now, before we double click on one of the topics we just talked about at a surface level, Just want to remind our listeners, for anybody out there who's a builder themselves, if you're building full-stack applications, that this podcast is brought to you by LogRocket, and LogRocket will help you build your application faster and in a more reliable way than you were before. With session replay, error tracking, and product analytics, you can find problems and surface them faster than ever, spending less time debugging and more time building a great app. So, Greg, I would love to double click on one of the things we talked about before, because we talked about upgrading the toolbox with pages. We're bringing workers into the picture. You guys are coming out with D1 within Cloudflare Workers specifically, because that product's been out for a little bit. I'm sure a lot of people listening have experience with it. A lot of people have the experience of trying to edit things in the browser and whether you're tooling with it with Wrangler on your home terminal. But if you're in the browser and you're trying to edit things, there's some updates that have been made and got announced in during the week, right?
1: Yes. When workers first launched, they were really quite simple. Like typically you would only ever use them as like a way to intercept requests and then transform them in some sort of way before reaching your origin. So maybe you like add a header or do like a small bit of user auth or something like that. And we had a basic editor in the dashboard to help you do that and just get started with it. But over time, people have been building more and more complex apps. Obviously, that's exactly what we've been trying to get people to do. It's the goal. Absolutely. People have been deploying workers made up of hundreds and hundreds of files that are written in TypeScript, all sorts of stuff. What we've done is we've just refreshed the dashboard. We've built Visual Studio Code in, and you're now in a much more familiar IDE when you're browsing and interacting with these workers, no matter how complex they are. So yeah, a really powerful upgrade to the sort of dashboard experience for editing workers.
0: how close is it to VS code? Is there like a file explorer?
1: Yeah, it's the same Visual Studio Code. If you're aware of, I think they call them workspaces, GitHub workspaces and other sort of similar online experiences, you're actually able to compile Visual Studio Code for the web into just like straight up HTML elements and some CSS and stuff. And we've augmented it with a couple of behind the scenes things to make it really work well with workers. And we have further plans to make it even better. But yeah, it's pretty much the exact same experience you'll be used to when using VS Code locally.
0: If people didn't want to do the visual edit, I know I'm a fan of CLI tools. Wrangler has always been there letting me test my workers locally, Wrangler Dev, and emulate my cloud deployment. There's big updates coming to Wrangler. I remember the upgrade from Wrangler 1 to Wrangler 2, there were a lot of things happening. I had to change some things, but it was like all great stuff. So what's coming with Wrangler 3 now?
1: Yeah, like you say, Wrangler 1 to Wrangler 2 was a complete rewrite of Wrangler. It was rewritten in TypeScript and came in with a slew of new features. Wrangler 3, there's only really one significant change that's been made, but that changes the development experience to now use Worker D. So we released Worker D, I think, towards the end of last year, and that is our open source Cloudflare Workers runtime. No way. Yeah, you're able to download and run. Cloudflare workers on your own machine and so Wrangler now ships with that runtime and that gives you a like-for-like bug reproducibility with what happens locally versus what happens when you deploy your worker to Cloudflare's network and obviously that's (laughs) practically invaluable if you were using Wrangler 2 before you may have encountered some situations where production and your local environment were different and they behave differently and that was just because the wrangler 2 version was using node whereas wrangler 3 is now using worker d under the hood so much more accurate representation of what happens on production so what is going to happen to mini flare so mini flare is still used under the hood mini flare wraps worker d so actually it goes wrangler then mini flare then worker d because mini flare is still needed for some of the parts of our network that we haven't open sourced. For example, KV or R2s are data stores. Those implementations are still proprietary, but MiniFlare will emulate those pieces while still calling out to Worker D for the actual like JavaScript execution.
0: Very neat. So just unifying that developer experience is going to be beautiful, yeah. especially for new devs coming into the Wrangler experience. Because sometimes there's a little bit of like, where did this environment variable come from? And how do I emulate locally? So that's phenomenal. I love to hear it.
1: The whole vibe of last week was just really polishing the experience and bringing everything together onto just like a good hopefully workflow for people creating new apps developing ones they've already got and publishing them to production
0: and i know you guys have also been talking about new stuff and experimental stuff in the llm ai world a lot of companies have been trying to figure out how to leverage this technology to teach accelerate inform do a million other things so One of the things you guys have coming out, Constellation, seems pretty interesting.
1: You're right. Like AI took the whole web ecosystem by storm over the last couple of months. And Cliveflare don't like to miss out on things like that. One of the primitives that we're adding to our developer platform is Constellation. And Constellation is a new product that lets you run the machine learning models on our network. So you're able to upload a trained model and then do like classification or whatever using that model inside workers. And it's just another primitive that we've added to our developer platform. Another thing that you can use to make really cool apps. And yeah, Constellation, I think is, um, I'm not sure if it's actually open to people to join. No, there's a a waitlist for beta, but you can sign up for that and um, get notified when it's ready. I've seen some demos of it running. It's pretty damn cool. And there's some examples in our blog of exactly what that's going to look like, what the API is, but it's like, in 10 lines of code, you're able to do image classification or whatever. So it's going to be a really powerful piece to people building apps with AI.
0: So could I like go on to Hug and Face and find a model, download it, theoretically use the API, upload it to my account and then run it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly. We don't have any training product, but if you've got a pre trained one, either you've trained it yourself or, like you say, you've downloaded it from one of these online libraries, then yeah, you can just take that, upload it to us, and we'll run it with your code.
0: I think one thing I love hearing about Constellation is it's definitely like the Cloudflare type of reaction I expect from the AI space taking off. Instead of let's make a product, you're like, let's make A thing that lets people make products, you know, instead of something like gimmicky, you're actually giving a platform for us to make our own gimmicks.
1: Yeah. I think like hopefully not just gimmicks, but practically every product we build, we're building for developers first and foremost, but then we think about how it can like scale and be used at at, like for real in in proper platforms, workers for platforms and pages and SSL for SAS. All these things are about like, how can we let you build a business on these things rather than just like serving directly to consumers we want developers to be able to build apps and then
0: serve their customers one last thing i think that is definitely reminiscent of the cloudflare reaction so to speak of the ai stuff coming out is i've seen a blog post about using LangChain in the worker environment in cloudflare which is really interesting to me because if you develop in workers there's only some libraries you can use there's only some supported features that There's a lot, almost everything you would need, but you have to pay mind to this and your bundle size and stuff. But here we have Langchain supported and Cloudflare is really like lending a hand people wanting to tool in a custom way with your platform. Are you finding people already jumping on this and using it it, or is it available right now?
1: I can't say off the top of my head, I'm afraid, if that particular one's available, but I think if it isn't, it will be soon. But certainly there's a massive amount of demand for being able to use these AI tools and primitives that we're giving developers. It's something we're seeing being integrated into so many different apps across the board. Obviously, OpenAI are really <laughs> leading the charge with all the development they're doing, but we're seeing it in just apps across the board, whether it's just a little helper alongside your like admin dashboard or whatever that helps you find stuff, or whether it's a really rich integration with, I don't know, your data or whatever. But Ultimately, I think if we give developers all these pieces to be able to integrate with their platforms, then we'll be able to see where all this AI stuff takes us.
0: What do you think is the most compelling thing going on with AI right now over at Cloudflare? On a personal note, like that made you, hey, that's actually pretty cool. I like that.
1: Ooh, um, we've been developing a few pieces ourselves. We've developed Cursor, which is a AI helper for browsing our docs and just getting started with Cloudflare. But I also saw a really cool demo of somebody um, who'd explored this way to write workers with AI. And it was this sort of interactive environment where you're able to just prompt a trained model on that knew all about workers and how to write workers. And you could lead it in directions. It was a really interesting flow and If that sort of way of developing apps takes off, I think we're going to be in a place where you can have an idea and then just prototype it out real real quickly. And it's going to really change, hopefully, the accessibility just into development in general. More and more people will be able to build apps when they just have an idea. But also, I guess, just the way that developers are building apps and just hopefully simplifying much of their workflow. Yeah, you mentioned cursor.
0: So is that something that folks can find in their admin dashboard if they log into Cloudflare?
1: Yeah, it's available just in our developer docs. So you can go to developers.cloudflare.com today and cursor should be there. And it's just a chatbot experience for finding out about the products we offer and all the different ways you can use them to, to build apps.
0: So I wanted to leave some room at the end of our conversation today. If You wanted to throw anything out that happened during developer week after if you and your colleagues were talking about exciting developments and things that are coming in the future, even if they weren't announced, if you can share anything.
1: Yeah. There's been a bunch of updates to just the platform in general, a bunch of new primitives. We've had some updates to D1, to the Node.js compat that we offer in Cloudflare workers. We've even launched a new way to make socket connections out of workers. So you're able to interact with stuff that isn't just available over HTTP. So I saw some really cool demos being built just literally on day one of people like speaking to Minecraft servers and stuff and getting information out of them. So I think all of this is about really building powerful primitives, a unified experience for bringing them all together when building apps. And hopefully just letting us offer a really smooth on-ramp into the developer platform and people can get started very easily. One of the things that we did, and I'll finish with this, was the NPM Create Cloudflare. So this is a new CLI that is integrated with Wrangler, and that will let you create and deploy a new project in about a minute. It's a very impressive thing that some team adjacent to me worked on. And you run NPM Create Cloudflare, It will walk you through in a really nice terminal interface all that you need to pick from a template, choose the framework that you want to use. So we've got Remix, we've got Quick, we've got SvelteKit, all the options that you would expect. We integrate with their CLI so that you're always getting the latest, greatest from those frameworks, passes you back, and then uh, you are set up to be able to deploy with Wrangler.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, really great experience. So hopefully more things like that to come. But yeah, very exciting for the Cloudflare developer platform.
0: And Greg, what's going to be your focus over the next quarter?
1: Like I say, we've got this team offsite we're all off to, and we're going to be focusing mostly on this unification with workers and how we can bring together pages and workers into one singular product. And hopefully that goes pretty well, but it's going to be keeping us very busy for the next couple of months.
0: All exciting stuff, Greg, Cloudflare is growing to be quite the behemoth in every developer's toolbox right now. You can find something for everything. If people wanted to keep up to date with what's going on at Cloudflare, through you, do you post on Twitter or Medium or anything like that personally?
1: I'm um, at Greg Brimble on just about everything. Twitter is probably where I am most active. And then for Cloudflare itself, blog.cloudflare.com or our developer documentation.
0: Greg, it was a pleasure having you on. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you very much.